I'm Stephanie Zumwalt. Welcome to the Higher Self Connection Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable tools we can learn is to be in alignment with our higher self. From that viewpoint, we see how we were meant to live in a state of well-being. It's also where all of the answers to our quote-unquote problems reside. With the Higher Self Connection, you can live a life of joy and ease. There is no pain, suffering, or fear. Your journey to the Higher Self Connection begins now. Thanks for joining us today. I am so lucky to be talking to my good friend, Nina Rafaela Morocco from Peebles, Scotland. And Nina is a BQH practitioner as well. And I just thought it would be so much fun for us to get together and do a podcast together and learn about um, what her life is like, her sessions and whatnot. I'm going to be doing a few of um, these recordings with her over the the next uh, few weeks, hopefully. So I'm very excited. Nina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So um, I wanted to start by finding out, just tell people a little bit about, and oh, and she has a little one in the background that's not wanting to go to bed yet. (laughs) I have a little human being beside me. We've started now, <laughs> and therefore the demands are having to start. <laughs> Which is fitting because that's kind of how your journey started on all of this, was when you were pregnant with her, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly how this all came about. She changed everything in so many ways that I can't even describe. As um, they typically do, but I think that your story yeah. was like one that a lot of people can relate to you went through some challenges yeah I I knew life was going to change when I had a little girl I didn't know it was going to change like that or that quickly Um, that was like like bang you are bedridden I went from completely normal life self-employed I was a makeup artist um to bedridden within I think a week of finding out I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So it, 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 and I went downhill really, really quickly. I had a condition called hyperemesis gravidarum, um, where you are, you're, you're sick, but it's not morning sickness. It's not, um, it's not that level it's a whole other level where it is completely debilitating and you just can't do anything um yeah because a lot of women get morning sickness that's normal that's normal but yeah this is a a totally different ballgame I couldn't eat anything Mm -hmm. I would normally eat um I was sick up to I would say 20 to 30 times a day oh my gosh like something I couldn't keep down water Mm. um I was in hospital quite a few times on a drip Um, and because it's such a little known um condition um no, this, the the medical staff didn't know enough about it to know what was actually going on with me oh my God. Um, and they didn't actually diagnose me until I was halfway oh so, wow um I, it was I was 20 week 19 20 weeks um and I actually brought in this is 
fairly graphic, I brought in a bag of my own sick to show them that I wasn't just being sick. I was throwing up chunks of my own esophagus. Oh my God. That's how like extreme it was. It yeah. was extreme. And when I brought that into them, their faces, they, they panicked. They didn't know what to do because they were like, okay, she is really not in a good way. Um, so once we ended, well, we tried to get that under control with a myriad of uh, different antiemetic drugs, which I was not happy about taking when I was pregnant. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're desperate. You're, you're absolutely yeah. desperate. You will do anything to be able to function. Yeah, so, I mean, you can, was, can't function at that point. Yeah. No, I mean, it was so, I, I couldn't, like, even, like, moving my head as, to, the, to the side would cause me to be sick. Oh Words God. would cause me to, noises would cause, like, I couldn't read a book. I couldn't. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't do anything. I was, I literally just had to lie there because everything made me sick oh um, it was it was awful for seven and a half months oh my god and the whole time i'm like trying to grow a baby <laughs> you want to focus on the joy that's coming and and yeah you just there was none of that um so by the time we got the sickness under control which was around well, I, I moved. I moved house in the middle of all that, which oh my god, <laughs> slightly stressful. Um, and then once we kind of got the sickness under control, I was just a, a, a bag of nerves. Like I couldn't, I couldn't function. I was just a pill popping, <laughs> water glugging. Like I was just like it was horrible. Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. Oh my gosh, I bet. Uh, my mental health was so down the toilet because I had not been nourished in any way, shape or form for uh -huh. so long. I had just deteriorated completely for months. Um, my mental health was just down the pan and I'd, I'd asked for some help, um, but nobody got to me. This is like social work. Nobody got to me but, uh, until I was around 30 weeks. Wow. Uh, and she walked in the house and took one look at me and went, I have to take you to the hospital right now. Oh She's my like, gosh. I cannot leave you in this state. She's like, I am actually like terrified for you. Yeah. So she had to take me to go and see, we call it the, the crisis team mm -hmm. to get um, my mental health checked and to, yes, see the psychiatric team to see, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, because she was like, she was seriously freaked out and actually seeing her freaked out was the first time it made me go oh wait a minute <laughs> okay a lot worse than i thought it was yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah it took a team of people to get me to the end of that pregnancy um but there was this thing inside of me you know they were all trying they were trying to tell me that you know they were going to put me on antidepressants as soon as she was born therefore I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed and things like that and I was like wait a minute yeah no <laughs> if we're trying to make me not depressed don't make me not be able to feed my baby right <laughs> so important that bond oh my gosh I knew enough about breastfeeding and about that exactly that bond to know that that was 
going to be one of the most important things in making sure that not only I was okay, but our connection was okay. Right. Um, so uh, I realized at that point that, you know, I could not rely on this team of people to make me okay. Yeah. I actually had to be okay. And I didn't just have to be okay for me. I had to be okay for Marnie. Wow. So that was what got me through the, to the end of it. And I, I really had to sort of dig deep. And in fact, the one thing that really helped me, which is funny now I think about it, is hypnobirthing. Oh, <laughs> wow. The one thing. And I took, it, I took up hypnobirthing really late on in my pregnancy. I think I had like six weeks to go or something like that when I actually bought the, the hypnobirthing course. Now, what but, is hypnobirthing? Oh, hypnobirthing is basically... Um, it's a series of exercises to help you control your um, breath, which helps you control your, it's basically, it's like birth minus the fear. <laughs> it helps you train yourself to not be afraid of birth. Oh, wow. And they use these different um hypnosis recordings and things like that to allow you to get into a relaxed enough state to be able to handle the contractions and and not um, need to use medication and things like that yeah mm -hmm. um, so it's a much more natural method and it and it you know that because their ethos is you know the more tense you are the more your body's going to tense up so right when you do hypnobirthing you relax so much more and you're completely in control it's basically the opposite of everything the medical system tells you about birth right i know here we have we have lamaze which is basically breathing techniques um but I, I i never thought about trying to control my mind with that i only was trying to control my breath yeah and i did not have a good experience oh, no. <laughs> nope i was highly reliant on the doctors for their medication yeah but i have healthy kids and i'm very happy about that yeah 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 um so yes so i did home birthing to try and get me through to the end of this pregnancy without completely losing my mind wow and um it did, and it really, really worked, even though her birth wasn't as smooth as it could have been. Yeah. Um, I got really far without any intervention. That's um, great. And then you had her, and she, was she, were you she was better really, than, healthy, everything's good? As soon as she came out, and as soon as the placenta came out, I was never sick again. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Um, and she'd had, she'd had a pretty traumatic birth, so she was a little messed up for a few days, but she was all right. Um, until two weeks old, then, um, well, during her birth, they used forceps, and it caused this big hole in her head. Ah. And, and nobody would pay attention to it because nobody wanted to admit that they'd screwed up. Right. <laughs> so I had tried to speak to the my medical team about it and to check on it and they all kind of just poo-pooed it and went you know just kind of brushed over it um 
and it got infected and it got really infected oh you had this like little hole in her head mm-hmm. and at the same time this it we thought it was a rash it looked like a rash started coming up over her neck um and under her chin mm-hmm. kind of right around where the forceps were um and we had to we had to take her into hospital to get her infection seen to we thought this thing on her neck was something to do with the infection right um, and then we were told that no this was a hemangioma and um their belief was that it wasn't just an external one um you know like a birthmark right it was also an internal one because she was making these like funny noises as well. She was like wheezing when she was breathing. Uh-huh. Um, so they, sorry, she's making that noise. <laughs> um, um, Marnie, can you please not do that? Thank you. Um, um, where was I? They took her in and they thought it might have been an internal hemangium. And yeah, and it was. Um, So, and it was a big one. It wasn't just, uh, it was the biggest one they'd ever seen in a baby. We had to get transferred to another hospital. This was two weeks after her birth. Oh my Um, gosh. We had to get transferred to another hospital and this was not like the hospital I'd just been in. (laughs) This was like wards crammed full of people and it was was terrifying. Yeah. Um, Well, in any time to have something wrong with your child, especially a brand new baby, I mean, that's got to wear on you mentally as well. And you're already dealing with these mental health problems Exactly from the pregnancy. Like it's just one after another. It was relentless. Yeah, it it was it was a real lesson in endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to get some procedures to check that that was okay and get the infection under control. And um, then at ten months old, she was rushed into hospital again with a suspected um, hydrocephalus. Uh, oh. And they discovered that... Um, and which hydrocephalus is like fluid on the brain, right? Yeah. So, yeah, what had happened was um, her... Because she was so squished during her birth, her, she basically had two doctors going ham, trying to get her head out. Oh, my gosh. One after, like, going tag team on each other. Yeah. You know, right. Um, her brain had been so squished that actually the bottom of it was out underneath her skull and swing the flow of spinal fluid. Okay. So it was actually a brain that was the flow because it had been so moved out of shape because it was quite rough. Wow. So she had to have emergency surgery to to relieve the pressure on her brain. Um, And there is really nothing that can prepare you for hearing the words your child needs immediate brain surgery no I can't even imagine so it was like another like bang <laughs> like yeah. another one yeah and at that point it was just like what else right. <laughs> just give it now just get it over with now and right it, yeah it was really really hard to um function but when you when you go through that much trauma and 
over you know an extended period of time you kind of get to the point where you cannot think about the future you cannot think about the past you have to enjoy this moment right now so mm-hmm. the moment that i was with marnie we were together as a family all of those tiny little moments that we got to share together and all like the giggles and the smiles and the, like yeah. those little things like I, I just had to live off them yes and, like you're just living off that love and yeah. that is the only thing that can keep you going yeah and yeah we did get through it and she is doing amazing she still needs checkups and this that and the other but she is doing absolutely amazing and um but after all that it was like (laughs) all that happened and then it was like nothing was happening for a while like because we went from going into hospital pretty much every month for some kind of procedure or checkup or right to it just kind of stopped and we got some time with her for the first time when she was about year and a half oh my gosh time we'd actually got to just enjoy having a baby oh um and i just sat on my sofa (laughs) i sat there and i wasn't miserable because she was there and she was okay and i could enjoy her yeah but just I just froze. I didn't want, I definitely didn't want to go to any mummy groups. I did not. Like, how 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 do you relate to other women that have gone through a very much, you know, different experience than you've had? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it just, it was, was like, I just didn't want, I just wanted to be with her and I wanted there to be calm and peace. And I, I was just, I was, I was frozen. I just couldn't operate in day-to-day normal normal life right um i was just kind of i just had to kind of take in and really sort of process what had just happened but at no point like at no point did i think i'm not going to be okay it was like i have to be okay she's here now and i went through shit to get her here so um really puts everything into perspective when you go through something like that and what you know what really you value in in this life and and what you can no longer tolerate giving your attention to absolutely Mm -hmm. i did absolutely did that and so after about a year of sitting on the sofa yeah. <laughs> um there was something in me that was kind of going there's there's something else going on and mm-hmm. I remember I had a dream that um I was taken to another planet but it didn't look like a sci-fi movie and or and all that it just looked like a really normal kind of place um it seemed like a kind of like fairly cool like cafe that we were taken to but it had these big machines and it was like this base these big machines where we'd hang out and then we'd go and we'd be plugged into the machines oh and we got to like hang out for a bit again and we would just be like (laughs) plugged in and like chatting to each other and it was like i woke up from that dream and i had a really good feeling Uh about what that was and it was the first time in a long time I'd woken up from a dream and been like oh that was really good <laughs> I go back there yeah 
was it. And I kind of like got the message from the dream that I was being plugged in because my energy was needed to help lift and shift the vibration of the planet. Oh, wow. And two, two or three days after that, my friend invited me to join a group on Facebook called The Event Is Happening. Uh-huh. Um, which is, I, I don't know if anybody's listening is on that group, but um, it's quite a, it's quite an interesting group and there's a lot of really like fascinating uh, high vibe information. And like, when you first join, some of it's quite, oh, whoa, kind of. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but I was enjoying it and I was enjoying the story that was unfolding and the positivity and the just the energy that was being exchanged uh-huh. between people and I really liked that kind of it was it was a no it was a no nonsense no kind of like we don't we don't disrespect each other we don't yeah you're just here to support love and, and I really liked that um and I liked that people were asking questions and so many so many people were reaching out and helping yeah. each other and um offering help Mm-hmm. and um at the same time i was also realizing that being a being a mom now i didn't want to pass any of my stuff on to my daughter so oh, wow that's huge I, I needed to heal some stuff and i noticed that i had this temper in me and occasionally like it was only ever sort of middle of the night when she just wasn't going to sleep I would just get so like frustrated and annoyed and I hated that I didn't want to get that I needed that anger to go um but I was I mean new mom absolutely knackered I've been through so much I don't blame myself for time. it was like no this is something that is in me that's from another time (laughs) this is something i need to heal and sort out that's a really that's a really valuable insight too because a lot of times you know people people in general just go on autopilot and don't realize that they have these these things that are operating at times so that's a huge thing yeah exactly and i realized as well that i was getting triggered by my daughter's dad Uh he would react in certain ways where you know something would happen or she'd do something or knock something over and he would really overreact mm. and really kind of like almost like ju- be really jumpy with it and that begun to really trigger me and yeah. it started bringing on flashbacks of my childhood mm-hmm. and my own father's reaction to things uh-huh. so, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um I was getting these flashbacks and it wasn't just like, oh, that's a memory. It was a, oh, I'm right back there feeling that exact thing again. Right. So I kind of went, I need to look into this. I need to sort this out and look into this. So I asked on the group, what, um, what do you do to heal childhood trauma? How, where do you start? What do you do to heal this stuff? Um, and I got so many offers of healings and people reaching out and saying the most beautiful things. Oh, and that's wonderful. It was just like so uplifting. Yeah. And, um, I got this one message from 
a lady called Mia and uh, she offered me a BQH session. She was kind of new to it and um, she was just um, doing her practice sessions. Uh -huh. So she offered me a, a session for free and I didn't even know what it was. I just said, yes, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then she sent me a video. She sent me a video of Alison Cole describing uh -huh. QHHT. And she sent me a video of Dolores Cannon describing QHHT. Wow. And I watched those two videos and that was it. I just knew. I was just like, I have to, I have to do this. So B BQH is Beyond Quantum Healing. Yes. And it's basically... Um, a they, they some people say hypnosis we were talking earlier that we don't really necessarily believe that it is a hypnotic state it's more of a trance like yeah it's meditative. it's hypnosis is generally has more connotations towards going to a subconscious state where you can be reprogrammed in a way so if you wanted to stop smoking or if you wanted you know you had a habit you wanted to break then you can go into um a subconscious state and the the hypnotist can or the hypnotherapist can change a habit through right. programming basically reprogramming mm -hmm. yeah this isn't like that at all right. <laughs> <laughs> right right this so, is very different yeah um, and then, so you're basically read from what i understand and i i've i'm a practitioner also and you you are now too but so we, we read a script and the client is kind of taken on a imaginative it, it seems like a imaginative play yeah. almost daydream almost yeah just taken to just taken to the the most kind of relaxed and um, comfortable and safe mm -hmm. place to be able to allow themselves to release and and just let go and and relax enough for all of those parts of our brain that are working yeah all day long you know our critical mind and our logical mind and our analytical mind are all shouting at us all day long. Yeah, and it just quiets all of that. And you set an intention for the session, right? And then you are taken to what um, I always say the most relevant and necessary place for you for that intention. Your higher mm -hmm. self will take you on a journey is basically yeah. how I describe it. Yeah. It, yeah. And the story begins to unfold. Yeah. Um, once you're in that place, we we ask what you're seeing, sensing, and experiencing, and then this story kind of unfolds. And mm. you know, some people would think it was a past life, but you don't have to believe in past lives to right. to have a, a, an experience is going to be helping you. You can just see it, it as your mind presenting you with. Um, information in a creative way so that you can understand it in a deeper right. sense and you can understand parts of yourself in a deeper way yeah uh, so I mean your belief system doesn't need to be right 
of you know it's it's a past life and it's you know no and I think that and I think that each person too it gets what they what is in line with their belief system you know it seems like the clients that I've had sometimes people are really religious and so then they see you know religious figures or or you know um, yeah. different symboliz- symbolization, I guess, for, for that. And then there are other people who, you know, believe in extraterrestrials and, and encounters like that. So then they get a very different experience. And it, it's fascinating where each person will go. But so yeah. you, you went on that journey then. You, for the I did. Time. Yeah, I had, I had a session and um, it was the, it was, it was absolutely amazing and mm-hmm. I, I will never forget that feeling I had when I, I was in a constant state of goosebumps for about three days afterwards. I could not oh, that like, oh my God, feeling just like so many amazingly beautiful things were, and I, could, I couldn't even describe them all. It's like right. I see colors that don't even exist in my places that we have no idea about and like it's just so confirming and fascinating and reaffirming and really made me understand how connected I already was to my higher self and um, how intuitive I already was about the things I was asking about and um, I came around from that session and that was the first thing I said was I really think I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, you should, <laughs> if you feel like that, then you should. Yeah. Um, so I saved up and I think it was a month or two later, I bought the course. Yeah. Um, oh my God. You've done the course as well. It's, yeah. it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And it's so, it's just so fascinating. It's so yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. And watching Candace as well, she's yeah. like, she just has such a love for this work and a yeah. fascination for what she does and just this amazing connection to all of it. She, and she's no, so passionate about it. it she it, is. And you know, it's so fat. It's so wonderful. I think too, that, um, she, you know, watching the videos in the, in the course and things like that, she, she's just so she's so unique and she's so honest about like, even I know she was talking about like her induction voice, like the, the voice that she uses to do the script and stuff. She's like, I had to practice it because that's not a strong suit, you know? And I just love how honest and unique she is. And I think that, um, it really, it really goes to show, like, I, I just, she has, um, certain techniques that are people, I guess, clients that have commonalities a lot of times because she just, they gravitate towards her yeah that and she has this like she has this thing that I it's like when you see someone and you're like what I see in you exists in me and it has this like childlike wonder about this work and what it does and where it can go and And it is just like breathe sometimes because it's so exciting. Um, Yeah, I remember getting to like the last four modules of the course and being like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to (laughs) end. Right? I don't don't want to keep doing this. Exactly. I know. No, definitely. But at the time, 
time. I was so new to it. And I'd only literally just gotten near the end of the course that I didn't realize that really that was just the start of a whole new stretch of learning. No, it is. It is. And it's so, it's so beneficial. This modality is so beneficial in so many ways. I mean, I, I, you and I have talked about it in the past, but I don't think that there's anything it can't help you with. I mean, and it's one thing for you to go to like somebody that is an intuitive guide, you know, and ask for advice to get information from their own intuition, but it's a completely different experience when you are getting information from your own higher self, you know, the, the, the source that knows everything about you, like it's an expert on you, basically. When you're hearing the answers coming from your own voice. Oh, and that was so freaky. I tell you the first time I did it and it was like, in the, <laughs> it was freaky in a good way though. But I mean, when I, when I had my first session, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I've looked at the video afterwards and while I was in it, I just felt like it was a dream. Yes. Um, it didn't feel real. It felt like a dream. And I watched the video afterwards and it was interesting to see myself shift from speaking in the first person to the third person. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so fascinating. And like my tone of voice changed. It was very fascinating. But then all the questions that I had uh, written down, I know, and I'm sure you too, I mean, the information that came was nothing that I could have scripted. <laughs> nothing that you could have articulated in a normal waking right. day state. Right. It's, it's, it's you because it's coming from the, the depth of you yes but it's this higher aspect of you this higher more broader aspect of yeah you. where there's just no there's no garbage in there it's like oh. us without garbage yeah <laughs> it's completely like sanitized before, before the programming before the like, completely purified we yeah. only know love and light yeah. and we get the best information. I mean, the best information. And we find, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the things that you remember from your session on, uh, of yeah. like maybe. I can do. And the thing I'd, as well that I really liked about doing this was that Mia was in Portugal mm. and I'm in Scotland mm. and we were able to do it and this is yeah. like the first time I'd ever heard of being able to do this kind of really deep healing work from different sides of the world. Yeah, you was can like, be in the comfort of your home and she can be in another continent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's just fascinating to me. I was like, that's so cool. I had no idea that you could do this. I so always cool. thought you'd have to go to an office and you'd have to go and lie down and like, um, because that's the way it was in QHHT and it, you know they're very strict about you know yeah. you cannot do that online mm -hmm. um, and yeah finding out that you could do BQH online and it had actually been developed so you can do it online was just oh, yeah which I absolutely love because then it just it offers you I, I mean endless opportunities to connect with the the person that is most you know that is that is best for you you at that moment of your life I mean it, yeah it, it's it that is priceless in and of itself i think and that this work can reach anyone anywhere anyone well. anywhere yeah 
you can be in your hospital bed and you can have a session yeah oh yeah and the physical healings that take place also i mean that's something i mean we'll probably have to do a whole another session (laughs) podcast on that but briefly you do what what happens is you in in what my experience is so far and it doesn't always go this way but but kind of the the outline is that you will see you know either some lifetimes or experiences on another planet or a parallel life or maybe a, even the current life um, you'll go through a few of those scenes as I call them then you can go through and if you have physical problems that are weighing you down and, and you're not sure where that came from then we call in your healing team and kind of explore that as well and the healing team is really cool because <laughs> yeah that is cool and that was one of the most profound things about that first session for yeah. me was the physical healing mm-hmm. it, it the session itself affirmed that i was very much still in touch with my higher well very much in touch with my higher self and yeah. um, it was very confirming for me but the Ooh. physical healing aspect of the session yeah um was just so amazing and so powerful like i was literally like moving that stuff out of my body and it was stuff that had been in there not just from my childhood but from lifetimes ago right it was just like like there were so many areas of my body and it's like it's we conduct a body scan and when it's like somebody's conducting a body scan but i remember when we first went to the healing she she told me to call in my team and i felt i just felt like hundreds of beings and bodies around me and and with me and then i i could see this um pyramid being put over my head i had no idea about pyramids healing before then but it's a thing <laughs> oh, i didn't know that was a thing <laughs> and then they were doing this scan and it's just like you all of a sudden become aware of a certain area and a, and a, and a sensation or a, or a pain and um and then you suddenly know why that's there and what that's there from and and what it's doing there and and um and then it's released yeah. somehow. I mean, I think there's things that are going on in these these healings that I don't think we can even begin to pretend that we no. know about. <laughs> I think all of our minds would explode if we actually understood what was happening yeah. in these healings. But it is, and and it's, and even the practitioner can feel when yeah. things are happening energetically, which is really fascinating. Also, because it's an online connection, but I can feel when my client is having, I can feel the sensations going through my body or the energy just gets vibrant. It's very, it's, it's a really remarkable technique, but yeah, like, I mean, ailments, physical ailments, pain in any part of your body, even, you know, even other ailments, like I have asthma and, um, or, you know, people have had, you know, fibromyalgia or, 
lots of different ailments that they've had addressed in BQH with remarkable outcome. Yeah. It's fascinating. And we'll do a whole nother session on that too. Another top podcast on that too. But yeah, it's fascinating. It's amazing. And it's, it's, the thing that really jumped out for me was it was the first time I realized how powerful we actually are. We are. Like we are so powerful. If we, uh-huh. we can do this with our minds and with uh-huh. the frequency of our brainwaves, uh-huh. like it was such an tremendously profound realization yeah. to know that, not only do we make ourselves sick, but we can also make ourselves unsick. And I think that's it, that's it right there. That's totally it right there. We give yeah. so much of our power away <laughs> to these drugs and these doctors and things like that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you have a condition, stop taking your medication. I'm not saying that at all. I absolutely would never say that. Um, but I do think that it would be very valuable to have a session and see if that ailment can be addressed because it's fascinating. Yeah, because sometimes these ailments come from situations and things that we would otherwise have absolutely no idea how or why these things are there. And in our waking everyday state, we just can't access that. Yeah. So, um, why having one of these sessions can be so illuminating and so profound. Yes. It's beautiful. And then after the healing is typically when the higher self comes in and then we ask, um, a list of questions that the client has prepared, um, to the higher self to get the answers to those questions. And boy, that is, it's it's invaluable. The whole thing is really priceless, but, but that information that comes from the higher self to answer those questions that you're struggling with, that it's just powerful. There's a, there's a, so many different beings that come through in these sessions Mm -hmm. with the higher self to assist these sessions. You can be speaking to beings that you can't even we can't even use our imagination to figure them out. They come through and they communicate with us about the client and about their situation. Right. Yeah. And they work alongside the higher self Mm -hmm. to bring this information to you. And uh, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I've had archangels and, and different, I mean, just I, the list, there's so many different scenarios that I've got on. It's fascinating. <laughs> and every session is completely different. Every and one of them is completely no different. Idea. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. No, you don't. And it's so fun. That's what's so fun about it for me. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, a, it's an adventure every time. And um, yeah, we both go on this adventure as well because it's, you know, as we we're saying that induction script, not only is the client the client breaking into that sort of quantum field, but we are as well, and it, mm-hmm. it, it ends up being, you know, as practitioners, our higher selves are facilitating the session. Yes, I, we were talking about that recently about how after the session I just felt so drained, but it was because I was using so much energy. I wasn't even, I, I just, that I felt like I was on autopilot. Stephanie wasn't here, <laughs> but the purified Stephanie was here. And I just felt like after the session, I was like, whoa, 
feel like lots of different things after sessions. Like there, there's been a couple of sessions I've had with a client. Um, and one client in particular, I, I've had a couple of sessions with, and her first session it was just like even for me like I've got a fairly open mind but even for me like where we immediately went to it was like so out out of what I can even really fathom I remember you told me something about I think it was that session and I was like did you know anything about that beforehand and you were like I've never heard of any of this <laughs> But you learn along the way. You do. Every time you get one of yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And every time you get one of these sessions with a client, and it's something you don't have any knowledge of at all, you go and you research that stuff, and it's really fascinating. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, because you're expanding always. But I do think that initially, I think, and I think I know that the universe puts people with us that we can relate to or he you know help on a certain level i think that um but as we grow and expand obviously we are, are attracting or our energy is attracting more and more clients but i think in this especially with bqh we talk about it all the time where we you know there's no competition here we're not trying to get anybody anybody's business or take anybody's business we know that everybody is divinely placed yeah us. yeah so i think that's so fast i i love that too i think there's so much that is unique about every single every single soul on this earth is so unique there's yeah. that that um you know i will i will have clients come to me that the universe knows that i will be able to reach in some way and you you the same and i and and that goes for every bqh practitioner but yeah it's it's a wonderful so if you get a hit if somebody you know if somebody's out there listening and you get a hit that you know um you're thinking you want to do this and then all of a sudden you get an impulse to reach out to some person or another for in any way you see a name or you see a video or you hear a podcast or whatever do it (laughs) when you hear that that nudge that that connection that call to work with somebody definitely do it because yeah there's information there your higher self trying to tell you (laughs) a good idea yes do it our our higher selves can be kind of (laughs) noisy i know (laughs) i know yes (laughs) get after it what have i've been dragging you (laughs) i have had that i've had that and i i a lot of this work i have found and i mean that this is my first year of doing this work over the last year it's what i've found is that trust and belief in the process and Uh how this all works is the key to it um and the belief and the trust that the clients who are supposed to work with you are going to come with you Uh and the practitioners that you are supposed to work with are going to come into your awareness yeah that is key to to a lot of this work is that there, there are there are teams and there is orchestration going on beyond our yeah. 
Oh but, my gosh. Honestly, when you think about, yeah, the grand scheme of things, I mean, if, if you could see it from that perspective, everything else that we're doing on this earth is just so minute compared yeah. to the grand scheme of things. Yeah. There, there's definitely bigger things at play here. Absolutely. I had a client, I'll just tell you this story quickly. I know we've been talking for a wee while now. Yeah. I had a client um, <laughs> who, uh, who um, reached out to me who said that she was doing a meditation and she um, she was coming out of the meditation and she was suddenly flooded with all these images and ideas and um, emotions about her birth. Uh-huh. She said in, in that exact moment, she looked at her, she got an alert on her phone and she doesn't normally get YouTube video alerts on uh-huh. her um her emails or anything uh-huh um, and uh this email popped up and is one of my videos about gentle birth and <laughs> the way that we are being born is disconnecting us from our hearts uh-huh and disconnecting us to, with our connection to the divine uh-huh um, and she got that video in that moment and she she's like i hadn't even subscribed to you <laughs> No, I don't know you. (laughs) That's so wonderful. She's like, but in that moment, I knew I had to reach out to you and do a session with you. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. It's one of so many examples. No, it is. If you're paying, yeah, just start paying attention. I mean, the things that happen in this life are not coincidence. It's not a coincidence. And that's kind of how I stumbled across BQH as well. But I'll save that for another time. But yeah, if you see something on the internet or you hear something and it, I mean, just be in the present be in the now and pay attention to things that are going on around you because your higher self is always trying to get your attention and communicate with you so that you can then live the life that you've intended and no more suffering, no more, you know, just only happy joy and fullness from your soul. That's really beautiful. Well, Nina, thank you so much. Now tell people where they can find you if they want to book a session with you um, or follow you on social media, where can they find you? They can find me, well, my website is www.rafaelasoulsessions.com. Okay. Or, um, I'm also on Facebook by the same name. Uh, my new, my YouTube is my name, Nina Morocco, um, and I post videos up there quite often. That's um, awesome. And I'll have links to all of that in the podcast in the description below. So thank you so much, Nina. That was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. To submit a question or topic you'd like addressed, or to book a BQH session to get information from your higher self, please visit my website at stephaniezumwalt.com. You can also find me on Instagram or YouTube. Much love.